views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. As I said in the in the previous hour, um, all of us here at the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio, we want to expe- express our heartfelt connection to all of you that are in Florida right now and in South Carolina, in Atlanta, in Georgia, uh, especially the home of where my family is from. And I shared what my folks went through through Andrew. So we have an up close and personal heartfelt experience of what you all are experiencing. Just know you are in our hearts, you're in our prayers. And, you know, for all of us here to all of you, we're on your team. Uh, thank you so much for all of the emails and texts you've been sending us, but you are so important to us and we'll make sure that the world doesn't forget you. Today, I am so thrilled to have Tim Freak joining us here today, internationally respected authority, authority on world spirituality, best-selling author, 20 books. And, you know, it's funny because my uh, publicist friend, PR agent, every time I do an introduction like this, she's saying, Pat, maybe that will inspire you. Maybe talking to Tim today will inspire you to get that one book out. But you know what? I love talking with him. And so why is it that the books, his journey, what he has said yes to in life, why is it that we all relate to this? You know, whether it's his pioneering work on a new philosophy of awakening or whether it is today's show, we're talking about soul story, what? Evolution and the purpose of life. Well, here's the thing you want to know is that if you're like me, you live in the space or I live in the space of I don't know what I don't know. So when I come across a body of work, somebody like Tim who is in the world, changing the world, or at least giving us a new perspective to consider, this is what I will say. We are forever different. So what is it about us that can step out a little bit differently and perhaps consider something new, something fresh? Today, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready to understand what the power is in how we can experience the experience of deep awakening. And we're also going to tell you about a fabulous retreat coming up with Tim in L.A. October 13th through the 15th. But that's just the tip. 
Tim, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. It's really uh, great to be with you. You know, let's talk about our teen years. We were kind of joking before the break a little bit, you know, having the names we have. But, you know, as a teenager, I had a little weirdo experience in my life. I now look at it differently. But so did you. You were touched on the shoulder, on the head, in the heart, maybe on your entire body. That (laughs) woke you up in like a really cool way. Yeah, I I guess for me as as for as long as I can remember back, right back to you know my earliest recollections, life has always felt profoundly mysterious. Like something really significant is happening, and I didn't know what it is. And it kind of amazed me that all the grown-ups seem to go around as if they knew what life is, when clearly they didn't. And so I had this profound sense of questioning and wanting to find deep answers. And one of the things I would do is I'd go and sit on this hill, which overlooked the small town I grew up in, in the West country of England, with my dog, and just sit there and, and think about these questions, these, these philosophical questions, really. And one day, and I was about 12 years old, something happened. And, and at that time, it was just something. Now I would say it was the first time that I spontaneously became deep awake. I felt a, a shift, really profound shift in consciousness, one that was this, has been the seed, really, from which everything in my life has come. And it, I entered for the first time a state which it's hard to describe. Many people have experienced it in some ways. Um, the things which characterize it then and, and still now as I ex- re-experience it and share it with others is that there's a profound sense of connectedness, oneness, you could say, with the whole of life. And with that sense of oneness, there's this all-embracing love. Like I, I remember as a child, it, it felt like, oh my God, the whole, the whole universe is vibrating with love. It's full of love. How did I miss that? And there were tears, and it was a very uh, heart-opening experience. And a, and, a kind of, and a conviction, which wasn't, it was kind of, transrational, beyond any rational ideas, but a deep conviction that fundamentally this experience of life, despite all the terrible suffering, is fundamentally good, that something profoundly good is happening. And and I knew that something important had happened. I didn't know what it was. And I, I came down from that hill. I don't know how long it lasted, probably not that long, but long enough. And I came down and, and started writing straight away, actually, about it. And um, in different ways, I've been exploring that in every way that I can ever since. And then, and then now writing and getting to travel the world, sharing and guiding people to that experience. Do you find, uh, Tim, that there is a change? And, and, and let me just call it this, for lack of a better way of, of saying it. A, a change in openness. And what I mean by that, a change in openness to become more awake and aware. Yes, Mm-hmm. I, I'm now how widespread it is. It's really hard for me to tell because if I was judging on the people I meet, I meet, there's a, a massive shift happening, and you know, the world is going to be transformed by Wednesday. You know, but I, I'm aware that the people I meet are self-selecting, and when I watch the news, it doesn't look like that. But in my actual experience. I think it is becoming easier and easier for not, not only are more people interested, more people being touched, but it's becoming much easier to experience this deep awake state. For instance, you know, when I started 
uh, teaching 20 years ago, mm-hmm. it seemed a, it seemed a really big aspiration to actually convey the experience. You know, I could convey the ideas, I could let people touch it, but I I I it felt really a big ambition to go. You would actually I could guide people to the experience. I have to tell you now, nearly every single person, if not every single person who comes for a weekend retreat with me experiences this big love, this oneness mm. directly for themselves in every cell of their body. I would not have believed that was possible. And that's yeah. because of this collective shift. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, today we are talking, of course, about evolution and the purpose of life. But we're also talking about, in my opinion, I'm just kind of observing myself and I'm observing my own evolution. Uh, and our, my listeners have heard me say, you know, I'm a girl from the Bronx, New York. To be sitting here now for the 14th year uh, to own a network called Transformation Talk Radio, it is so foreign, so foreign <laughs> to what I thought my life would be like, you know, play, playing paintball <laughs> in the concrete jungle. <laughs> Wonderful. How does that even happen? Yeah, because we really are on, on an evolutionary journey. You know, we're, the whole universe is on an evolutionary journey, 13.8 billion years of it, and we're at the cutting edge of it. And that journey is happening now in soul, in consciousness. And that's where all the transformation is happening. And the whole process has been speeding up. You know, it took 10 billion years before the, and the universe was completely dead. There was no life for 10 billion years. In that last 3 billion years has come all the forms of life. Mostly that was taken up with just single cells, you know, bacteria. But now it's an explosion. We've got all these incredible species and then human beings. And now the thing which is moving fast, people think it's technology that's moving fast. And it is, of course. But that's a reflection, actually, of how fast the psyche, the soul is evolving. Because all of of that's imagination. So our imagination, our understanding, our maturing as these conscious individuals, that's happening at an extraordinary rate. Which is why I have to say also, you know, if you look at human culture, despite the fact that there are unspeakably bad things happening as, uh, you know, as, as we talk now yeah, in, yeah. over the world, despite mm-hmm. that, you know, or acknowledging that, if you take the, the greater overview, the transformation that I've seen in my lifetime, in your lifetime, is unprecedented in history. The transformation oh, yeah. in the role of women, the, mm-hmm. the peace in Europe, I mean, mm-hmm. things which our ancestors could not dream of have happened just in the few decades that we've been here. Yeah. And, you know, this is really so important to be, you know, really bring to the surface, but you do it in a really unique way. We're going to take a short break. We come back. What I want to talk with you about is something I just touched upon a little bit here, and that is me observing myself. So what is it that Tim talks about when he talks about the experiencer? And I love this book. And, you know, I found myself like, oh, my gosh, I got like 50 million questions for for the show today. And yet at the same time, there is a conversation that we're having that involves each of us and what we choose in this lifetime. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We come back more about evolution, the purpose of life, Tim Freak, Soul Story, And when we come back, we're going to talk about the experiencer. Do you see yourself engaged in the world? Are you willing to open up to your own experience as if you were not disconnected with the rest? I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are we crazy? 
to the wisdom of your soul for guidance on living a joyful life. On Soul Wisdom Radio, Wendy will provide inspiration to raise your vibration and connect with your higher self and guides. Learn how to balance your ego and to progress spiritually on Soul Wisdom Radio with Wendy Rose Williams. Visit wendyrosewilliams.com or Transformation Talk Radio to learn more about a healing session with Wendy and her events and publications. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com. Or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Are you struggling in a relationship and deeply craving some tools and support to get things back on track? Do you crave having a loving, compassionate relationship with Mr. Right, but always seem to pick Mr. Wrong? Well, Sarah Luce can help. She's created a four-week online course starting September 28th that will teach you how to shift your energy and behavior to have new transformative outcomes. And you're going to get a personal one-on-one session with Sarah to ensure you get powerful, personal results. Sign up today at sarahluce.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have Tim joining us here today. Not only are we talking about, like, this incredible book, which I love, and I love the format of it, because you know what it's like? It's like this thing that I was, it was sitting here next to me, and I was reading it, and I could pick it up. And first of all, I love that the thoughts or the ideas are broken about into individual paragraphs to think about. I love that this is written in a way where, all right, I can look at the experiencer and I can really contemplate that, which I did for like an hour. And then I thought, I'm going to just talk to him about it. Or you can spend some time with Tim. Uh, Tim, before we get into this, because I know we're going to be chatting up a, a storm here. 
Um, I want to know about the retreats you're doing because uh-huh. these are awesome. Tell us about them. Tell us about the one you're doing in LA in October. Well, I'm coming to this to the to the US um, in October to do a deep awakening retreat. And what happens at the deep awakening retreat? It goes from Friday till Sunday. It's uh, as you said, it's in LA, 13th to the 15th of October. And I take a group of people, not too big. I like it to be personal, so I can connect with everyone. And we go on a journey together. And that journey entails seeing things in a new way. I'm a philosopher and I pride myself on being able to explain really deep ideas in a very accessible way. So I want to plant some seeds with some profound ideas which shift the way that you see yourself and the nature of reality. And then I want us to do things. And we do these practices, which I call soul-to-soul meditation. So you're not just meditating on yourself with your eyes closed turning inwards. You can actually meditate and connect with another individual. And you actually start to see, you talked about the experiencer, this deep essence of who we are. Spirit is the old-fashioned word. You Mm -hmm. can connect with conscious being in another form, in another person. And when that happens, you there's this, there's, the deep awake state just opens up by itself. So one of the reasons I think that I've been able to introduce people so powerfully to, this, to the experience of the state is because I do these meditations with other people, and we do a lot of them, and it's just beautiful. I mean, it's just exquisite what happens. So if anyone's interested in that, timfreak.com, and all the information's on there. And also, just while I'm thinking of it, before that, I'm going to uh, just sorry, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also going to be going to Vegas to do a, an evening talk on this book, Soul Story. I, yeah. I don't come to the States that much, but I'm going to go to San Jose immediately afterwards, do the nice. Science Non Duality Conference and a pre conference workshop. So that's my little trip from England to the USA this year. And, you know, uh, I want to ask you like a question about the experiencer, but it has to do with the fact that, A, you don't come to the United States that often. And by the way, here you come. And (laughs) listen, September 20th this month, for a lot of people that are out there in the spiritual world, especially the Jewish traditions, it is supposedly a mega date. Now, why am I even bringing that up? I'm bringing it up because I didn't know it until yesterday, but we could feel it. We could feel some change. That brings me to asking you about the experiencer, because some of the most interesting times that I've had in my life have been with myself, just looking at myself, just looking at myself and saying, did you just do that, Pat? Help me out here, Tim. Help me. Okay, I'll tell you, I'm thinking intuitively that the way to come in with this, Matt, is to actually talk about our identity very quickly and Mm -hmm. to use both some old-fashioned language and then some modern language and connect the two together. Because in in traditional language, uh, especially in the Western Christian tradition, we're body, soul, and spirit. And, and, And that's very you know, often people get confused as to what those terms mean. But I think from my studies, I can say in a few minutes exactly what they mean. And the body is obvious. We're all feeling that. It's this physical thing in this world of sensation that's looking and listening. And we're experiencing a flow of sensation, all of us, right now. But that's not the only thing we're experiencing. We're also experiencing the psyche. We're experiencing a flow of imagination, which doesn't exist in the world. It's not made of matter. It's made of ideas. It's memories, thoughts, feelings, It's the psyche. Well, the word psyche is the ancient Greek word for soul. 
The imagination, the psyche, is the soul. That's what the word means. So we're experiencing body and soul all the time. Our conversation right now, I'm making funny noises in the body, and through those funny noises in the psyche, you and I are connecting with meaning, which is what mm. exists in soul. And then, of course, we have to ask ourselves, okay, so we're body and soul, we're experiencing sensation and imagination, but who's experiencing that? Who's the experiencer of mm. looking? Who's the experiencer of listening, the experiencer of thinking in the soul, imagining? And that's what would traditionally be called spirit. And, and the word we might use today is being is, or awareness, that, that what we are, our deepest identity, it has no color. It can't be seen because it's what's looking. It can't be heard. It makes no noise. It's not a thought. It's before all of our experience. It's a presence before everything. So that the very essence of the deepest teachings in all the spiritual traditions that I've written about, and I've probably written about just about all of them, is that we really start to spiritually awaken when we become conscious of spirit, our being, this, this experiencer, which is witnessing everything. And then the really deep thing, which, which I love to explore, is that when you come into being conscious of your deep being, you realize that your being is one with all being. And that's where this oneness comes from. Mm. That, that as you sink into your depths, so that I find myself here talking to you. I'm Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm this human being. I'm a separate individual. That's wonderful. Speaking to you as a separate individual. But if we come back into our deepest being, there's actually one of us. So we're, we're both two and one at the same time. I am so glad we're talking about this, and let me tell you why. Somebody said to me, Tim, um, and this is actually not too long ago. I mentioned to you during the break, I've been doing this 14 years. What I didn't say to you is I started to do this because I dialed a wrong phone number. I didn't hang up, and within 10 minutes, I pulled out a credit card, Tim, and I bought an hour of airtime in 2003. Are you ready? Wait for it. On an internet-only station. <laughs> nobody are you kidding me 2003 my friends wanted to have me committed i'm serious and i started to pay for airtime hours and hours three months later this station which we now have a top rating on offered me five days a week now we do 10 hours a week here i now in 2008 my own network not because i laid it out because somebody else couldn't meet a commitment, and I said, I'll do it. I need to ask you this question. I don't think I am an anomaly. I think every day, you and me, all of us, Benny, opportunities, possibilities show up. I want to ask you this question. As the experiencer and even beyond, what can we know, what can we learn to get tuned in to seeing them better. To seeing those, those opportunities and possibilities. Yep. You know, there's a, it feels to me that there's a, a, there's a weight to the past. In my book, I call it pastivity. There's a heaviness which can hold us back into, into habits. Uh, but the more conscious we are and the more we become conscious of our own deeper essence, the more creativity we see. And that these two are constantly in play with each other. So my own experience, Pat, is that when I'm lost in the passivity, I just repeat, I don't see the new opportunities. I think I'm very limited. When mm. I wake up and suddenly there's this spaciousness mm. and I just see how free I am. 
And also the magic increases. You know, one of the great mysteries that I try to address in my book, Soul Story, is how, how can it be that life is so cause and effect on the one hand, uh, so, you know, like the, the, the world that science investiga- investigates, but on the other, I, I have no doubt in my own experience and everyone I know, life is a meaningful story, that, that you, the things that happen to you are not random. That there's a, a patterns play themselves out. You can there's a there's a sense of destiny or destination. Oh, this is a destination I needed to get to, and these things are, are real and and can't be dismissed. So for me, the question is, how do they all coincide? But in terms of increasing them, then it feels to me that the waking up is is, is the key. That's why I do these events with people to help them wake up to the oneness, wake up to the love. Not not because I want to get away from the world by wake, spiritually awakening, but the opposite. Because for me, the point of spiritually awakening is to come into the world, to engage with the evolutionary process more, to make the most of our individual lives, and to see why they're so significant. You know, I want to ask you this question. If you were you, Tim, what question would you ask yourself right now today on the show? <laughs> wow! <laughs> I've never I, that, done that. That I've is the most interesting question. question. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, I, that, oh. Are we going to have to go to a break here? But no, no. Seriously, I don't know where that question came from. I, 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 I'd love to know. <laughs> I think I would ask, "Why do you do what you do?" Because it's the question okay. I always want to ask everybody. Do you want the answer to? Can we do that when we come back from break? Because I want you to, I really, and and I, I just, I would love to know because that question right there, OMG, I am so categorically looking at that for myself as well. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, Soul Story, I'm actually going to give a copy of the book away. I hope we have more than one copy here. Uh, let's. Let, when we come back, I'm going to give you lots of information. And then we're also going to talk about today, what happens when you do say yes to engaging in a retreat or work like what Tim's doing? You're going to hear my story about that. And I would love to hear yours. We'll be right back. Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio and a spiritual growth coach. I talk about this all the time on my show, listening to your body and acting on intuition. What do these things even mean? Here's the thing. About 10 years ago, I figured out I was doing it all wrong. I mean, I wasn't unhappy, but was I really happy? And then life sent me a spiritual smackdown like it does because I wasn't listening to my best resource, my body and my intuition. I was living from a place of fear. I was stressed and I was in pain and I seemed to be happily unhappy. Mostly I just didn't know what I didn't know. And what I didn't know was that my body and my intuition had all the tools I needed to live life as my best self. I'm sharing the tools I have learned over the last 10 years of my healing journey in my online class, Soul Awakening, beginning September 19th. Learn more. Go to AudreyMichelle.com slash awaken. That's Audrey Michelle spelled M-I-C-H-E-L dot com slash awaken. 
Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence, and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Have you discovered the remarkable books at angelhealinghouse.com? Author Claire Candy Hoff has channeled rare books of inspiration and insight. Angels of Faith is an inspiring story of healing, comfort, and hope that reminds us that death is not to be feared, but embraced with joy. One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness takes readers on a roller coaster ride through Angel Ariel's five most important lives on Earth, as well as her experiences in the afterlife, and helps us remember our own journey across the veil. And Claire Candy's autobiography, I Am an Angelic Walk In, which details the 2003 soul exchange that took place when Claire Candy walked out of her body and Angel Ariel walked in, creating heaven on Earth for herself and others. To find out more about these wonderful books, visit angelhealinghouse.com today. Everybody, welcome back. I mean, honestly, I, I hope Tim comes back. I, I could just, we could talk about it. We're not even scratching the surface of things here today. For those of you out there, um, you know, I have read in the time I've done this, Tim, 9,000 books. Wow. And there are books, I've interviewed that many people, and there are, and by the way, I, I'm somebody that couldn't even graduate high school because I couldn't read. But this book is a book that I am now keeping next to me. And there's a reason why. One of the reasons for me is that I opened the book and I read it and I have more questions than answers. And somehow along the way, I came up with this question to ask you. And I hope that you don't mind me asking it. Because I would love to hear your answer. And by the way, he and I did not talk about this during the break. But you said you'd never been asked that question. I've never asked that question. <laughs> well, I think the reason that it felt like I would want to ask, you know, why do you do what you do? Or, or another question which is very much linked to it and maybe the same in my mind is, what do you think reality is? Because I think these two things are very linked. And whenever I meet people, I always want, that's what I want to really ask. I want to go, what's the reality you live in? What, what makes you get up and what, what, what makes you live your life? What do you think your life is? 
it's that it's I, maybe it's impossible to actually express exactly the totality of the question. It's like what's underneath all of this for you? And each one of us has something. Some people don't think they have a philosophy, but everybody does. It's just often it's unconscious. It's just the we accept the norms of the society we're living in. We just un- live in it unconsciously. But then anyone who's listening to this show will probably not have done, will have been questioning. And then you kind of become conscious and you see that and then you form your own ideas. You have your own view of what the nature of this immense cosmos we're in is and what's the point of it all. And, it, and that's, what, that's what you express in what you do. So I guess all of my work, including, you know, all my many books are my response to that question. But if, if wanting to put it in, in short, I'd say that the real thing that makes me do what I, I do is love. That the, I keep having this experience of entering this deep wake state and this is huge love and it keeps catapulting me into the journey of transformation and wanting to contribute. So I can't help myself. It's like the love arises yeah. as I step out and then it pulls me in and it yeah. makes me want to, it makes me want to look inside Tim. And I, and I did this back before I wrote the book you're talking about soul story when that, whenever that was two years ago, I started and really it was a juncture in my life. I was 56 then. And I stood back and said, Tim, you know, you're 56, you're four years off 60. What is it you have to do now? What's the most that you can contribute as Tim Freak to this adventure, this evolutionary process we're in. And loud and clear came back the answer, you need to write this book. And I knew it was the most important thing to do in my life, and it's by far my most important book. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's that process yeah. that makes me do what I do. Yeah, and you know, you and I, it's really interesting because people ask me, why am I, why do I keep doing this? You know, why am I not retired somewhere? Why, why don't I just, you know, it's interesting. I had this conversation not too long ago with someone. They said, Pat, you know, you're in the middle of finishing technology for transformationradio.fm, which will immediately, Tim, launch 10 unique networks on wow. positivity. Everything from God talk to psychic talk to green talk to a women's network all at once. Wow. And here's what they asked me. What are you doing, Pat? You, you, you're like getting a pension. What are you doing? Why? And I didn't have an answer until I read this. And I'm kind of like you. I just want to do more. I just want to help more. And I have no idea where that comes from. So I think the best thing that I can do about that is stop questioning myself. But we have millions of people, Tim, right now questioning themselves. What can we say to help people in the questioning they have of themselves? How can we help folks uh, understand that they do have a purpose in life? You, I think we, well, one of the ways you can get that is to go everything. Well, let, let, let me let me go cosmic for a moment. Uh-huh. We have, yeah. We have, well, yeah. yeah. Can I go cosmic? Cause yeah, because I, I, yeah. I want to go cosmic with you. <laughs> my, see, it feels to me like to, to know what my purpose is, I have to, I'm part of the universe. So I need to go, what well, does the universe have a purpose? Because because I am the universe. I've come from the universe. And my sense is that it really does. Now, in science, it's very fashionable to believe it doesn't. It's all here by accident. But the fact is, I think we can say that the universe has been evolving since the Big Bang. And in that process, it has been realizing new potentials all the time. 
So there once was just hydrogen, and now there's all the different chemicals. There once was no water, now there is. There once was no uh, uh, galaxies, now there are. There once was no life, and now there's life. There was once no human beings, now there are human beings who experience soul. There was once no sensation, now there's looking and listening and everything. It's constantly realizing new potentials. So to me, the purpose of the universe is not, some, is not something the universe has. It's inherent in its very nature. This thing we're in, this flow of time, is the realization of ever deeper and greater evolutionary potentials. So here we are, you and I, all, all, all of us human beings, we are right on the leading edge of 13.8 billion years of the realization of deeper and deeper potentials. And this experience we're having of psyche, of soul, of, of imagination, that's the deepest potential that's yet to be realized. And we're having it. So we are, so what's our role? Well, it's to look inside and find the deepest potentials we can realize. And, you know, for me, that was writing a book in this one instance. But for, it doesn't have to be big, it can be small, it can be anything. And the thing is, it will be unique to each person. You know, my, my greatest teacher, Pat, the person, you know, people often say to me, Tim, who was your, you know, who was your big teacher? Who was the person? And the honest truth is, on, hand on my heart, my biggest teacher was my mum. Yeah. Who died yeah, a few mine too. Oh, sorry, sorry. And, and, uh, yeah, and and you know, and and why she was my and and she wasn't a philosopher. She didn't read books. Well, she read my books because they were by me. But she wouldn't have read them otherwise. She would have loved them even on train spotting. It wouldn't have mattered, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, but she was just realizing her deepest potential, and that was just a, to be a being of love. She was just a little beacon of love, and everyone felt it. And she was just giving and giving in a totally unselfconscious, natural way. It's huge inspiration to me when I realized eventually, when I got old enough to actually realize what she was showing me, it blew me away. So that wasn't a big thing. She didn't write books or, you know, she was a hairdresser, you know. But nevertheless, in my view, she realized her deepest potentials. And what I would say to everyone is that each one of us can look inside and find that deep potential. And I suspect it will have something to do with love. Yeah, you know, this is something that I think that when I think about this, and I shared a little story during the break with you, and I think about this, um, my mom, my stepmom, my mom taught me unconditional pure love before her death. My stepmom taught me tough love. Now, that's a term I don't use that often because I have my own definition of it. But in the end, it's love. In your book, you say, and, and I'm going to jump to this if we don't mind, and may have to skip the break, Benny. I, I jumped right to God is love. And I, would, I, I so wanted to talk with you about that today. Because when I started to read this, and I, and I, and I was reminded by you that there is an individuality or an individualization or an individuation that we each have. But there is this transcendence beyond that. And you have said this so beautifully in talking about soul stream. I would love for you to share your thoughts on this with our listeners. Yeah, to me, each one of us, to me, everything is in time. Everything is a flow. You know, we think of, we think of the things as things, but they're not. Everything is a process. In that sense, everything is made of time. It's made of the past. It's made of what it's been. And that includes you and I. It includes us as souls, too. We're a soul stream of, of this experience we're having right now. If you just look at it, there it is. There's the soul stream. You can see it. And with God, my, you know, God, 
I, I almost became a, 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 um, a friar when I was younger, twice, actually. I ran away to a friary when I was 15. I ran away again when I was 23. Um, and I didn't eventually. I'm glad to say it wasn't right for me. But yeah. I had obviously a relationship with God. And what I meant by God was that I, right from the start, when I was 12, I had no context for what that experience we described. So I saw it as God. And many of us have that feeling of relating to a transcendent spirit, something bigger than us, which is so full of goodness and which is a being of love. Now, I'm a philosopher. And so I like to ask difficult questions. I don't want to just believe the easy stuff because I want to. And that, and there's some very difficult questions around God. And one of the, the achievements, I hope, of the philosophy in Soul Story is it addresses this question. So if I, if I just very quickly say what the problem is, and I'll just point towards a potential answer which people may want to consider. The problem with God is that people, philosophers, have always put God at the beginning of time as the creator of the universe or something from which this has come. So even if it's the, the source of the evolution of the universe, it's, it's the, God is the original thing at the beginning. And the problem with that is, well, the traditional problem is called the problem of evil. And it's very simple. Philosophers have been asking it for centuries and centuries. If there's a good God full of love at the beginning of the universe, why do bad things happen all the time? Why is there terrible suffering? Why is there mm -hmm. innocent children having awful experiences right now? It doesn't make any sense. And then since, since the birth of science, we've now got what I like to jokingly call the problem of absurdity. Like, well, if there's a God who's willing this great journey that to, for us to arise at souls, why did we have 120 million years of dinosaurs? What was the point of that? And, and why, five, why five mass extinctions? This God is not very decisive. It's very strange. So here's my solution when it comes to God. I feel, having meditated long and hard on this, that the mistake is putting God at the beginning and that God, transcendent spirit, the being of love, is actually not at the beginning but at the end of time, that it's where this is all going that the universe is arising. And like I said, it's realizing all these deeper and deeper potentials. You know, it doesn't start with soul. It starts with hydrogen. It ends with soul. And I think it's going somewhere deeper, which is that as we wake up to our oneness, this being of love, this being of oneness is arising like the final flower from the evolutionary process. So that the whole universe is giving birth to God as a being of love which is why it's not come from this, but it's going to this. And I think we hear it calling us. If we wake up, we hear that being of love calling us. And as we respond, it becomes stronger. So in a way, we are creating God through our own awakening. And the being of love is coming into being. Mm. I, um, I want to ask you about uh, hate in our hearts, hate. Uh -huh. Now, I, I am not a person, you know, somebody said to me, is there anybody, Pat, you don't like? And my answer was, you know, there are people that I know along the way that I really didn't like, and I didn't like them for a hot moment, but right now I don't even know who they are. And <laughs> couldn't even think about it. But clearly, maybe I had an interaction with somebody where I had that moment. That's not what I'm made of. But there are people that literally... Um, as it was said the other day by a listener, have hate in their hearts. I don't understand hate, and I don't understand the role hate plays in evolution and life purpose. 
Yeah, I, you know, I would love to hear you talk about that a little bit. Hate's, hate's all about the division, isn't it? You yeah, know, it when, is. when you know when we when we get lost in our separateness. When I think I'm just Tim, that's all I am. Then I'm going to look out for what's good for Tim, and if anyone's in my way, I'll push them out of the way. And if they uh, affect Tim's interests, I may hate them. But actually, I'm not just Tim. I am the I'm the being from which the whole universe has come, who is appearing as Tim meeting the same being appearing as everyone else and that's why you know the lovely line in the middle of the new testament which i adore yeah. which is you know love others as yourself because they are yourself mm-hmm. and that line you know to, to me the greatest line in the whole of literature love your enemies is the challenge to overcome hate i mean that is just an unbelievable paradoxical powerful line and and the secret seems to me that once you once you wake up to oneness then that falls away. Now, we need to distinguish love from liking, though, you know, or approving. You know, like you said, love can be tough. Love can be angry. You know, you can be angry from love. I'm I'm angry with my kids sometimes from love. Mm -hmm. You can be, you can be, you know, lots of things from anything from love, actually, because it's all embracing. But it's a very different quality than being angry without love. So it's not about liking everyone. You know, you don't like your enemies. You know, it's not approving. It's not feeling like you're not going to, you know, you, you, you may want to avoid certain people because they're damaging to you. None of that's the issue. The issue is that there's an underlying feeling of um, goodwill towards everything and everyone, which arises from a deep sense of connection. So that there isn't that hatred of division. There's, there's a there's a, a, a wanting for things to work out well, even with those that you need to stay clear of because they're really not for you. And I think that's fine. We have, you know, those people, you know, it's good. I mean, no, no mm-hmm. one, no one in a, in a abusive relationship should just stay and get walked over because of, of some misunderstanding of what love is. Yeah. It, you know, I, I, I think that we are faced with some interesting challenges. And I was struck, uh, somebody said to me, you know, Pat, you've seen a lot of things in your life. And I really have. I mean, I never thought that I would see in my lifetime, Tim, some of the changes and the freedoms that people have strived for in this country, but all around the world. But let's just look at the United States for a moment. Um move quickly to the place of a new set of freedom for people that didn't have it. Everything from, you know, the civil rights movement to uh, gay marriage, you know, uh, which isn't called gay marriage anymore, all of the above. And at the same time, juxtaposed or positioned with some actions to continue to separate people more and more. What is it? that has to, from your perspective, what, what is it that we can learn about the multiverse to help us understand uh, our very specific universe? Yeah, you mean, why, why, does, why do things, you know, the, the evolutionary process isn't linear, that's for yeah. sure, and things can oh, right, go right, back. Right, right, right. <laughs> we need to be, you know, the, the, universal, the collective universal process isn't linear, our own journey's not linear. I mean, I know from my own experience, it goes up and down and in and out, but the overall, the overall arc of history, of the evolutionary process, is undoubtedly towards the good, even when there's, and, and I think that's true for us individually as well, even when we don't see it. Even though from time to time there will be periods where we're in the wilderness, I think collectively, uh, certainly in the US and the UK, there's a sense 
that I have that things are going backwards a little bit at the moment. But it doesn't mean that the overall arc is going backwards because overall things are much better than they've ever been. The, the biggest example is the most obvious one, Pat, which is you're a woman and I'm a man. And here we are talking together on the radio. In the, yeah. the majority of history, that's unthinkable. Yeah. And now we just take it for granted. We don't even notice it, which is a, just a huge step forward at such a fast rate. And and one of the things I see a lot is that people are very negative about the, the state of the world. Yeah. And you know what? What's actually happened is we've become very, very sensitive. So we really w- see how good it could be. And so it seems so negative. But if you're an historian and it's important to have a sense of history, you actually see that overall, taken as in the wider sense, things have never been this good. You know, we've never had such an opportunity to enjoy life, to there's never been such compassion. People care about other races, other species. I mean, it is in history, it is it is something which is just not seen. And when I think, you know, my father, when he was 18, was was part of a the, the whole world was going up in flames. And I've never had to, to experience that once. And I'm very grateful to him and his generation that I've never had to experience that because they established a peace, which is in, in my era of the world, in, in Europe, has lasted all that time. And that's never happened in the whole of history. I mean, these are huge achievements. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's huge challenges on the horizon. I think the environmental challenge is massive. The, 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 the impact that it could have on so many human beings would be is, is unthinkable. So there's huge things waiting for us. But if we are sensitive enough, then we can respond to those challenges and it will increase our awakening. It will increase our compassion and we can step into um, us instead of us and them. Mm. Uh, Now, I know that um, I want to make sure, A, that people know how to get a copy of your book. Also, how to find out more about your upcoming events. uh, And uh, I want to do that before we kind of keep talking here. Tim, what's the best way, again, to let people know? Well, the easiest way is just to come to my website, which is timfreak.com. It's such a funny name. You'll definitely find me, but you have to spell it right. And it's it's a uh, it's spelled F R E K E F R E K E timfreak.com and there's the books there of course you can get them on Amazon and the rest and the books we've really been discussing today is Deep Awake and then Soul Story and and my event is in October in in, L- in LA but of course I also do events all around the world and I know people will be probably listening on the on the internet to this and many many places as well as as just in America so check me out there's lots of free video I make as much free as I can can do uh, there'll be interviews and talks and meditations that you can interact with and you can contact me too you know i'm not a distant person i'm right here and you can email me and we can connect and i hope our paths can cross wow thank you so much i, I wanted to uh chat with you a little bit um sort of as uh, you know this this conversation comes to 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 an end of course but, you know, there's a part in the book, and I don't remember where it is, but I wrote it down, where you, you invite us to realize our genius, realize our genius. I think it's realize your genius is what you say. And yet that is such a hard idea for people to understand. You know, what do you mean, my genius? You can't be talking about me. Yeah. But it really is an important invitation, isn't it? It is. It's because it's in everyone. You know, the word genius was, is the Latin name for spirit. It's the name for your deepest being. 
And so really what it's saying is find your deepest being and make it real. What would it be? Because we, you know, what would it be? Just take a moment. Okay, we're all confused. That's the human condition. We all feel frightened. That's the human condition. Make no mistake about it. I feel confused. I feel frightened. I feel tired some days and don't want to go on. I'm, you know, just the same as everybody else. We're all like it. So we should just realize that about each other. We're, no one's like, no one, no one's particular in that way. We're all in it in different ways. And then look deep within you. Because if you do, there will be the genius. There will be your deep essence. There will be the best you. There will be the thing which you can bring out of you. And that's not always easy. Sometimes it's a challenge. But what greater challenge than to take part, to, to harness the evolutionary current, which has taken us from, from 13.8 billion years ago when there was nothing, to this huge, beautiful cosmos which we inhabit as conscious beings on this journey through life and death and onwards, to harness that and go, I'm alive now. What an opportunity. Why not grab that opportunity? Why not take the risk and just look within and find the deepest thing and then to do our best to bring that deepest thing in each one of us individually and give it away to the world? And, and then to support everyone else doing that because we need to hold each other's hand. We need to, to support each other and encourage each other. And what I love about what you're doing, Pat, is I feel you're doing that. You're encouraging each other to make the evolutionary journey individually, and that's what will make it happen collectively. Wow. You know, uh, thank you. I can't say enough about, you know, your work, your message in the world, and what you're doing to help so many people realize their genius. One last question, Tim, and thank you so much. Um, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And again, give out your website. Uh, well, the website is timfreak.com, F-R-E-K-E. And, you know, I've written this book. If you read Soul Story, it's a whole new worldview. It'll give you new ideas about time and soul and God and science and spirituality and how they fit. It's a, it's a whole vision. But you know what? That whole quite complicated and sophisticated, I hope, vision arises really because of the simple insights that happen that arise in me when I enter this deep awake state. And I'd just like to say, I'd like to leave with what that is. And I'd say, if I had to try and put it into words, it's simply this, that despite all the suffering, life is good. And that actually death is safe. And that what really matters is love. Mm. Thank you so very much. Tim Freak, everybody. Thank you so very much. What a great conversation. And thank you for all that you do. Amazing. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, and for those of you out there, if you missed any part of this, please, please know that this will play again tonight. And you can listen to the archive on Transformation Talk Radio. And we're going to be giving a copy to Tim anyway. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.